All right, so we got the first episode of the Retired Athletes podcast by Online Sports Talk. I got my boy Kevin Lohman here checking in. Uh, we're going to recap NFL Week 1, go over a little bit of um, things that stood out to us uh, this week, and then uh, you know get into maybe a little bit of fantasy and maybe some sports bets. So um, let's get it kicking. Uh, yeah. So, Kev, what, uh, what kind of stood out to you Week 1? Oh, man, uh, I don't, a lot of stuff uh, was happening. Obviously, you know, fresh in your mind, the Steelers, uh, Steelers game, Big Ben looked good. Got to right. be happy with that. Right. Um, from our perspective, obviously. Uh, you know, I think uh, Josh Allen for the Bills looked pretty dangerous. Um, I don't know, a lot of interest in how he was going to look coming into the season. He looks good. Cam Newton for the pass looks good. Um, yep. Browns look bad, you know, just a lot of first <laughs> yeah, blush, uh, impressions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm shocked. I'm a little bit shocked by the Browns. Like you'd think, okay, they'd have a little bit of chemistry. I know they have yeah. a new coach and everything, but still like they should have developed some sort of chemistry with, uh, Baker and Od- Odell Beckham. So a little surprised by that, but they did play the uh, Ravens too, who are pretty good week one usually. So, mm-hmm. um, Oh, no. yeah. that's, that's, thing. that's a good him. point. That's a good point. You know, it might just be the Ravens being that good and the Browns could be like a 500 team, but right. Um, I, I swear. I, yeah. Like you said, new coach, I guess, new system. You thought they'd look a little different, but like I, that game was on TV, obviously for us. And first right. thing I see is like the Browns, you know, run into two piles and then have a third and long and like Baker throws a pick right off the bat. It was terrible. Like right. he looked horrible. Right. Yeah. Start to wonder, do you think he's, he's that he's just not the guy. I kind of thought that last year, but then people were talking him up with his arm and everything. I, I don't know. He's just like, to me, it's like he throws a bullet and that's it. Like he doesn't really have much touch in my eyes from what I see. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to think he's maybe not it for them. Because, like, everything else offense-wise is in place. He's got a ton of weapons. He's got, like, two good running backs. Um, right. Well, that's what I'm getting. line. That's what Should I'm getting. So, another question, I guess, is, is Odell Beckham a little overrated now, do you think? Yeah. Um, I think there's something to be said for, like, he – Clearly, he was a huge talent, like, for his first, like, two or three years with the Giants. Right. And at some point, no matter how talented you are, it was like Randy Moss with the Raiders for a while. Like, guys can just disappear when they're on bad teams and bad quarterback situations, and it's like they're in purgatory, you know right. what I mean? Like, um, is his career, is like, is he done, done, no turning back? I don't think so, but, I mean, you might want to write him off for the foreseeable future until something dramatic changes with him or the Browns, you know? Right. No, I totally agree. And I was trying to think back today, even like how many really good years did he actually have? Maybe two. Yeah. I think like, I think like one full good year and then another good year that got shortened by an injury at some point. Right. Um, Right. I don't know. It was fun. It was fun when he was good. He was really fun to watch. Right. No, I agree. So, I want him to be good, but um, it's not going to happen in Cleveland, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I thought it was funny today on uh, some of the sports talk uh, shows. They Mm -hmm. were talking about, like, 
destinations that Odell would want to go to. And I'm like, <laughs> they're trading him. Like, if yeah. they're going to trade him, like, he can't pick where he's going to go. Like, they ultimately have that decision. So, that's just, I, like, the dumbest thing. I don't think he has a no-trade clause. And he's, like, he's – at this point – he stopped being so talented that any team would take him on. Like it's a little bit of a, the Browns probably wouldn't want to trade him that bad because they wouldn't even get that much back for him. Maybe they just want to unload his contract, but um, yeah, he doesn't really have a, I don't think he has a say in it whatsoever at this point. Right. I mean, if I was him though, number one, you want to go somewhere with a good quarterback. I mean, you know, Patriots would be an obvious spot because they're savvy and they always make those moves, but like, 49ers have a winner in place with no good receivers. I'd like to see yeah, that'd be interesting. a spot like that. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Trying to think, I'm trying to think of what they would have to give up for him, though. I know I don't think he'll go for much, but, you know. Well, I mean, what the Steelers trade Antonio Brown for? A fourth rounder? Yeah, that's true. I think he's worth more than that, but – Maybe a third rounder. Like I'd take that if I was the Browns, just to unload that twenty mil a year or fifteen mil a year he's making. You know, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of uh, Tom Brady and the uh, Bucks? I I could talk about that probably all night. I think uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, it's going to be a horrible uh, combination, Tom Brady and the Bucks. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. What do you think? What was your first? Did you did you watch? You know, watch him because he finished better than he started. What was what was your like process watching him? What were you thinking? I, I I don't know. It's um at first when they scored that first touchdown, I was like, oh, okay, they might put up some serious points here. And then uh, like he wasn't. I mean, he started off early going to um, oh my god, what's Chris Godwin? Yeah. Chris Godwin. Uh-huh. And then it like he like stopped, like disappeared. And who, yeah, uh, who was this number one target? That Miller guy, right? Scotty Miller. Yeah. So it's somebody, like, what's what's going on? Why does why does Tom Brady like Scotty Miller? I have no idea. I mean, it begs it begs the question. I don't understand what Scotty Miller does for you. Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Don't I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He. I don't think he throws the ball that well either. Like those two, I mean, the one pick was debatable if that was his fault, but the second one, hundred percent, was his fault. So okay. he, he he doesn't have the arm, um, arm talent to get by with like without everything being perfect anymore. And right. things don't things aren't perfect in a Bruce Arians offense. Like he's kind of a, a little bit of a cowboy coach wise. Um, right. I mean. So he was the offense coordinator with the Steelers. Yep. Um, ben led the league in interceptions when he was there at one point. Uh, he goes to Indianapolis. Andrew Colt, Andrew Luck leads the league in interceptions at one point. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, goes to Arizona, brings in Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer leads the league in interceptions at one point. And then he goes to Tampa and does it all over again with James Winston. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Tom Brady's probably going to lead the league in interceptions. It's going to be a disaster a little bit. Yeah, interesting. See, I didn't know all those QBs were were in there. I just thought it was a Big Ben thing where he was just slinging the ball and just not making good decisions. But, yeah, interesting. I think 
think of Bruce Arians' offense probably forces. I mean, all these quarterbacks are like Hall of Famers. Ben Carson Palmer, right. um, Andrew Luck was a Hall right. of Fame talent, right? But no matter what, they still can't. They're still being put in positions where they're going to throw picks because Bruce Arians makes you roll the dice. I guess I don't know. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think they like outside that one. Who's their other tight end? I'm trying to. I forget his name. Uh, OJ Howard and yeah, uh, Howard. Yeah. yeah, Howard. Outside of hitting him, that one. What was that for? That one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, come across. Yeah. Did Gronk even have a catch? I don't even think he did. <laughs> I think he had one catch for 11 yards. They actually threw him a screen pass, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, I must have missed that. I don't know why he came back. I don't really understand that. Uh, he didn't look good when he got hurt, or right. when he was when he was playing his his last year. Right. Um. He's just slow, and uh, it's crazy. He's only like thirty, like three maybe. Right. Um, yeah, he looks old, old running guy. around there. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure him and Travis Kelsey are the same age, or like you know six months apart. Where like half the year they're the same age, half the year they're not. Huh. Um, yeah, they look like two totally different players. Then. Yeah, it, it just goes to show you what you know. 10, 11 straight years of starting a tight end in the NFL can do to you, I guess. Right. Rough. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think once I get Fournette involved a little bit more, their offense might change. But mm-hmm. um, even their defense, they still got some questions on that end as well, I think. Yeah, but... yeah they're, they're secondary. It's got some holes in it. Um, I like uh, Jordan Whitehead's their one safety because he's from Pitt. But their secondary is like Swiss cheese, and um, you can't be playing the Saints twice a year and have a bad secondary and try to win that same division. I mean, you might beat uh, right. Jacksonville and um, and uh, Tennessee, but you're not going to beat, or I'm sorry, Jacksonville and uh, Atlanta. You're not going to beat, uh, you know, New right. Orleans. Yeah, right. So speaking of. Uh... New Orleans. Did you hear about uh, Michael Thomas getting injured towards the end of the game? Yeah, it was a high ankle sprain. Yeah, I think so. What were they doing with him out on the field at that point? Nobody's talking about that, but like, that's a great question because I know exactly, I noticed the exact same thing. It was a total garbage play and they had him right. turn his ankle. Right. I mean, it's just the Sean Payton move, you know, thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That'll that'll kill you, I think. But yeah, it'll it'll that'll mess up their season big time. Emmanuel Sanders is a better number two than they've had in recent years, but he's not Michael Thomas right now, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, he's definitely not. Um, he didn't have much action, I don't think, in that game, did he? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, or Thomas. Yeah, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. <sighs> Nothing I that I took much. note of, at least. I mean, he might have got targeted a few times, but. He didn't pop up on my radar at all for meaningful action in that game. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think people thought that was going to be a fun division because it's got two future Hall of Famers, two of the GOAT quarterbacks. But if it's if uh, that Saints-Bucks game is any preview of what's to come in that division, it's going to be kind of ugly. And I don't know. It feels like two fun teams, but just with the, these old aging quarterbacks right. at the helm that aren't aren't getting the job done in a fun way anymore, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so hard to say too, 
with it being week one with no preseason or anything like that, even though I don't think preseason makes too, too much of a difference, hmm. I think the whole COVID thing and them having a shorter training camp is going to be more impactful. Yeah. Um, and make more or be more of an issue for them. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because uh, week one, I, I don't know. Like, no one really like wowed me outside Kansas City, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Ravens took care of business in a, in a commanding way, at least. Um, yeah, that's true. It, we kind of, it feels like we kind of picked up from where we left off last season. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs and right. Ravens looking a lot better than everybody else. And, um, you know what? I was pretty encouraged with what I saw from the Seahawks, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's true. They did look good. And I am not a not typically one to puff up the Seahawks, especially because I don't believe in Pete Carroll's coaching abilities a whole lot. But yeah, they look like a different team than last year. They passed the ball a lot more. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought they passed the ball a lot. Yeah. Um, no. I saw a stat uh, – one way they try to one way that one attempt to like analyze a team's like run pass balance is they uh, they come up with a like a run pass split for plays where there's like a neutral situation. You know what I mean? So like obviously a team's gonna pass a lot if they're down by two touchdowns. So it's not really fair to gauge right. their play calling off of that. Right. Um, and S- Seattle was actually number two the number two team in week one in terms of being pass heavy during neutral situations. So, um, I mean, the more you put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands, I think the better off you are probably. Right. Yeah. Now who's their, who's their main back? Is it Carson still, or is it, um, Carlos Hyde? I'm looking at the numbers here. Mm -hmm. Carson only had six carries and then Hyde had seven. Um, if you have their numbers up, uh, what were their receptions or like target rates? Uh, let's see. Chris Carson caught six receptions for 45 yards. Um, and then I don't even see Carlos Hyde on the reception. Yeah, he's not much list. of a ball catcher. Yeah. Um, right. But six receptions for Chris Carson, that might be a career high. If that's how they're going to get him right. the ball more often, you know, I'm all for it. If I'm right, Seahawks that's fan. true. Um, I just I think the sky's the limit if they let Russ throw the ball right. as much, and the, if they are as creative as a team like the Chiefs are, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think they're at their best when they kind of let him take over and you know make the, make some of the calls and kind of just really dominate the offense. Oh yeah. I mean, Russ Wilson might be the best football player on earth. Um, did you see his stat line in that game? Um, I didn't see the full stat line. Up here. He he's just so efficient uh, passing passing football. Right. Like he's able to find ways to uh, evade pass rushers, get open, and like he just he just doesn't throw bad passes. Like right. I think he was he only had four incompletions, I believe, and four touchdown passes. Um, yeah, 31 yeah. of 35 for 322 yards and four touchdowns. So he's many touchdowns as he did in completion. Right. I mean, that is ridiculous. I mean, 31 for 35. Yeah. Who does? You can't do that in Madden. Right. Your guys will drop the pass like automatically. Right. <laughs> he caught, he caught too many just... in a row. We got to have you drop this one. 
yeah, it just doesn't like real life doesn't work out that right. way either. It's insane. Um, and DK Metcalf, it might be the next Terrell Owens. I don't know. He, he, I think the sky's the limit with him. Yeah, too. he is a beast. Yeah. They're going to be very interesting. No. I think them. Um, I thought the Packers looked really good. And then mm-hmm. uh, who else? Ravens, obviously. And then um, Kansas City. Those are like the main four, yeah. I would say, that really stuck out for me. Yeah, you know, you uh, you try to find another team because you want somebody to challenge uh, the offensive powerhouses of Baltimore and Kansas City. Uh, but, you know, unless you got a quarterback like Mahomes or, you know, Russ Wilson or Lamar Jackson, how realistic is it right. really? I mean, yeah. I expected a little bit more um, out of the Rams on in week one, but uh, I don't know. Them and the Cowboys are like two two teams that'll just beat up on like the bad teams, but then just look yeah. in a different, totally different league once they face those top teams. You're so right, and it's. I was actually kind of. I want to say I was impressed by the Rams. Um, and that is partly because I came into that Sunday night game expecting to be blown away by the Cowboys. I uh, I didn't make any future futures bets on the Cowboys in part because I feel like I was high on them, but so was the market. Like Dak Prescott had like third best MVP odds or fourth best MVP odds. Um, I don't like that at all. I, I'm not huge on Dak Prescott personally, but. See, I, I, I'll, I'm going to differ with you there because I think that Prescott is an incredible quarterback, top five for sure, who um, finally got a decent coach behind him, we think, with Mike McCarthy. I didn't love what I saw week one from Mike McCarthy. Right. A lot of first down runs, right. uh, a lot of vanilla play calls. But We had that huge draw that he called a draw play on, what, third and six or whatever? In the yeah. red zone? Um, Mike McCarthy seems like fake smart to me. Like, we think he's some offensive guru, right. but he's really just, like, pretty decent. Like, he's not like a guru, right. you know? Like, McVeigh shows you every every season that somehow he figures a way out to get it right. done. I'd agree um, with that. That's what I was impressed with in that Rams game. They, they don't have the talent they did three years ago, but they're still winning big games. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, especially uh, – I heard a lot about their one rookie running back from Florida State. I forget his name, but Cam yeah, Akers, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see them without Gurley and how they do. Yeah, well, you know, like speaking of fantasy, I think uh, I think of Malcolm Brown. I mean, waiver wires already happened, but if he's somehow still out there, I, I, or if you can, you know, I, I wouldn't say trade for him because I think his hold on the job might be temporary. I think a- is Akers' job eventually. Right. Um. But the way they look, they both looked on Sunday. I think Malcolm Brown has that job for another month or two because he looks he looks like the best running back. Yeah, me. he did. He did look good. I agree. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I can see them both getting you know splitting carries at some point, but yeah, uh, that's probably the end goal. Right. Um, what do you think about their jerseys? Their jersey redesign? Uh, I don't know. Their logo is kind of weird. I think I don't, I'm not huge on right? their logo. But, uh, yeah, jerseys, I don't know. They were just plain white, weren't they? There wasn't much to them. Yeah, I think the blue ones are a little more unique. But, um, 
I like their old timey LA Rams jerseys with the yeah. the blue and right. yellow. You know, no, I agree with that. I definitely like the old school jerseys better. That's for sure. Yeah, I feel like a lot of teams could bet. Like the Chargers jerseys look so cool. Yeah. Um, um, just the shade of yellow that they like accentuates their jerseys. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. That, that's that's the way to go. But uh, well, speaking of that game, Chargers, I think they stink. But um, what did so you think bad. of Joe Burrow on his first start? Um, little, uh, I don't know if nerves is the right word. Um, I think he was amazing at LSU last year. We couldn't expect him to do the same thing right away in the NFL, right? right? He had that great drive, though, to end the game. Then yeah. that kicker, um, uh, was that the kicker that um, hurt himself, you know? Quote, air, air quotes uh, there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was. I totally forgot about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> he saw it shank right, and then he played the uh, leg injury big time. Well, you know, <laughs> Big Ben's been doing it for years. That's so true. We're all right. How about the, <laughs> Big Ben, his first hit, he comes up limping, like, right away. <laughs> it's like, he did take a weird shot to his knee. I was like, this, this, you know, this dude just tearing MCL, his first pass first drop back after elbow <laughs> surgery he'll never recover from a knee injury elbow maybe but i don't know he said he, he, he's putting on the he pass. said he sound he felt like he uh, got in a car accident after that game <laughs> i mean he he always he, he's been in a car accident without a helmet well, so everything to him is like you know right I, i'll take his word for it i believe him 100 i believe him that's true. I think the biggest thing for the Steelers uh, to transition to them is, um, I mean, Big Ben really just needs to stay healthy. And they, they actually yeah. could be really good. I think he actually looks uh, pretty crisp and sharp, considering the time he had right. off. Um, it took him a while. It definitely took him a half, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's better than I would have expected. I would have right. thought maybe three or four right. games, honestly. Right. No, I agree. Um. And he looks uh, plugged in, you right. know? He looks engaged. Yeah. Um, which I think has been a problem with him during his career at times. Yeah, I agree. I think he's getting a little fired up with all the Tom Brady talk and Drew Brees mm-hmm. and their age and stuff like that. And I think it's maybe lighting a fire under his butt a little bit. Oh, definitely. So. Uh, he's a competitive guy. But, you know, um, when Zach Banner got hurt and Ben, he made a little bit of a show of it. But Ben was like, you know in his ear and talking him up words of encouragement. I was like, you know what? Ben, uh, Ben gives a shit this year. Like, right. that's not a, that's not a given that Ben's going to care. Uh, he's come out some years with Todd Haley in particular, and just seemed like he's been over it and doesn't want to show up for work sometimes. But um, right. yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy. He's got the weapons this year. Doesn't yeah. He? I'm excited for that. Um, I've been saying this for a couple years now, I think. I think, uh, well, at least last year, I think Benny Snell needs to take over the starting running back job for, for the Steelers. Oh yeah, I'm kind of off Connor. I just don't, oh. I just don't think he has it. He's, he's like a, um, uh, what was that running back for the, uh, for the Patriots who just caught a lot of. Every time he was in there, it was like a passing play for him. Not uh, James yeah. White. He reminds me of a yeah. James White. Like he's good. Out of the backfield receiving, but don't mm-hmm. hand him the ball because he's not going to. He, yeah. he barely gets any yardage. 
He might break one here and there, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's not an explosive guy. Like he needs some runway to get going. Like right. uh, that's why he's better in open space catching those passes as opposed to like getting a handoff and having to you know make a guy miss right away. I think that's you know I love James Conner, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely Benny Snell's turn to take the right. reins. I think so. Yeah, um, but on the flip side, you know, the last time the Steelers had uh, been for a full season, 2018, they passed the ball more often than any team in the league. So while it is Benny Snell's time, right. uh, we're not even going to get that much Benny <laughs> Snell one way or the other because it's going to be Ben dropping back 67% of the time. Right. You know, That's true. Which I like. I'm happy what with was He threw back. 32 passes. It's a decent bit. Benny Snow got 19 considering, carries. I mean, they were winning for most of the game, right. too, though. So That's still, yeah, That is a uh, lot of passes still. You know, Ben's a rhythm guy. He wants to get in a rhythm out there. Um, you, I mean, you know, like you said, it took him a whole half to get going. Specifically, it took him until that two-minute drill at the end of the first right. half. Yeah. Um, that's when Ben plays at his best, and that's what loosens him up is two-minute drills right. and – you know, no huddles. Yeah. Um, I think that's the formula. And, and you know, I, I'm sure we're going to get into some next week stuff eventually. But uh, the Steelers at Denver next week, I think that's another spot they could, you know, win right. on the road. Um, I agree with that. You know, on second thought, I think that's at home. But either way, starting 2-0, and I'll sign up for it in a heartbeat. Right. No, I agree. Um, well, why don't we get into next week then? Yeah. Hey, why not? I mean, only other thing I want to talk about in week one was how impressed I was with the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, but, yeah. No, I, I didn't want um, to talk about that. We could parlay that. You know, I, I, I love the Cardinals, man. I just love that team. Um, they're fun. Yeah, I agree. And then they, they finally, well, outside of Larry Fitzgerald, who's been there for a while, but Hopkins is a beast, man. I still can't believe that uh, Houston got rid of him. Oh, man. I mean, they would have killed to have him on Thursday night against the Chiefs. And then he goes to Arizona on <laughs> Sunday and catches a career high 14 catch, fourteen balls. Like, right. I mean, what an awesome FU to Bill O'Brien to start off the season. Like, right. Wow. I think he's been waiting all summer for that. He deserves it. He's always been a guy that's, you know, he's taking care of business. He doesn't, he's not like, a, you know, I loved Antonio Brown when he was acting all right for a while, but he did he never had an Antonio Brown off season right. or like a you know, an episode during the season, a holdout. He's always done his job until he got paid, then he got paid and then he kept doing his right. job, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Um it's hard not to like him. Yeah. I uh I'm still a little bit skeptical on Kyler Murray. He's like I don't know. I th- he's got he's got some room to grow still, so um We'll we'll see with him, but I mean, he threw forty freaking passes last week. That's a ton. Arizona runs a lot of plays. They play very fast paced uh, football, so uh, everybody gets their touches. Right. You know, um, you know, I, I'm interested because Kyler Murray. I love Kyler Murray, but even I'm like. Um, I don't want to say hesitant with him, but I'm not. I'm not all in on Kyler Murray. I'm close, right? 
Well, that's why I'm probably right there with you. I, I like him, but I am uh, like teetering on the fence a little bit still. So, like, what, what, uh, what tier of quarterbacks would Kyler Murray fall into for you? Would he be like a Carson Wentz level quarterback, or is he above Carson Wentz? Is he with Dak? Like, where, where do you, where do you have him? Oh gosh, uh, I would probably have top tiers. Obviously, like Mahomes, Jackson, probably right, right. now. Um, I mean, I would probably have him more so with Wentz still. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I need to see a little bit more of him. But, like, if, I mean, Wentz has almost won an MVP award. So. Right. But then, yeah. like, or he did one. Wentz, this, what, what, he, he threw some crucial picks this week. Yeah, he looked bad. Um, that's another big story of the week is them losing. Right. But, you know, I mean, like you said, week one, you don't want to overreact to Washington beating Philadelphia. Right. Um, My biggest concern, I'm not concerned that they lost, but how they lost. They're up 17 yeah. nothing, And then they don't, they don't even answer with a, a score back, you know. That's my biggest I, concern. I, yeah, they didn't play Miles Sanders. I mean, I was sour about that. I have him on two fantasy teams. Um and now they're playing him this week. It almost feels like they were like, Don't worry, we'll beat the Washington football team. We don't we don't need you. Rest up. Right. Like <laughs> I mean, I definitely feel like it was that way because they're they're bringing him back. He's practicing full today. That's kind of Did he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean he's got to come That's back. only three days after. Yeah. Yeah, that's a they're they're a weird team, man. I don't know. Ever since they won that Super Bowl, it's like they they got too big headed almost and mm-hmm. have too many personalities. But I guess that's fitting for Philly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it, and you gotta love it too because it's just like the Sixers. They're like a team that like has a lot of great pieces in place. Right. And every year you're like, yeah. well, you know, if they just add like a free agent or draft the right guy or like you know, just have the right system in place. Uh, they, they could win it all. And then they come out and lay an egg to the Washington football team <laughs> week one. And you're just like, yes. I right. You know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It'll uh, be interesting. I, They're going to be a wild card for sure next year or this year. Um, so yeah. I don't know. A lot of interesting stuff. So let's break down mm-hmm. next week. What do you think uh, tomorrow night? That's going to be an interesting game. I think Browns and, I think the Browns will win, but it'll be you know it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if they're gonna like. I would think the Browns should blow them out, but after seeing them last week, it's hard to hard to hard to take that route. Yeah, you know what? I almost want to even say that the Bengals are gonna win that game. Um, I just like. It's two franchises that are heading in kind of two different directions. Um, the Browns just got a harsh reality check. Right. Pretty much a slap in the face. Right. Um, you don't want to play on Thursday night after getting a slap in the face to start the season on a Sunday, <laughs> right. right? No. Yeah. And the Bengals lost in tough fashion, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they have the first overall pick of quarterback. You feel like there's – some optimism there still, you right. know? Yeah. I, I, and back to last week, I think uh, the Browns' confidence. I mean, like, they were talked up so big last year, underperformed, get yeah. killed week one. I can't help <laughs> with their confidence. Yeah. Like, it's got to be an all-time low. 
I, I mean, I, you know, starting in on game one of a fresh season, you just can't be awful. Right. Like, you can talk your way into – like, you can sell yourself back on your season if you're just, like, have some bad moments and, and lose. Like the Bengals did pretty much. Right. Um, but if you just look as bad as the Browns look, I think you spend a couple of days wondering if this is if this team's going to win it all this year. Right. You know? I guess maybe we'll see if Baker, uh, you know, can prove something to us. I'm skeptical, but maybe he does. I don't know. Right. Yeah, and I, again, like I was saying earlier, they tend to blow out like those. Well, I guess I was saying this about Dallas and um, and the Rams, but I feel like the Browns were there last year too. Like they faced some bad teams and would just kill them. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know. That'll be an interesting yeah, I mean, matchup. Six point spread. Um, <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I was I mean, sure clear of it, but. I do like that. Uh, probably the be- I do like the Bengals maybe plus six. I like them to cover that number. I'm, I don't like it enough to put my own money right. on it. But you know, if I got to fall on one side or the other, I definitely like them to, to cover that number as opposed to Cleveland though win by more than a touchdown. Basically, right. I don't think that's going right. to happen. Um, I will tell you one thing though: uh, Bengals defense is bad, and if the Browns just feed Nick Chubb to start off the game. Right. I think the Browns could could hypothetically run away with it. Like I said, they're talented enough. They take the ball out of Bat- Baker's hands, right. right? Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's something I thought they didn't do enough of last year was start out, like, really hammering Chubb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think about Chubb? Like, do you what's – your, what's your gauge on Chubb? I mean, I loved him. But then yeah. I just think he's in a bad spot. Yeah. I think – I mean, Kareem Hunt got – Kroom hunted well last week. And that's another I think problem, they both can I think. Succeed. Yeah. You know, I I just think – I think Nick Chubb reminds me of, like, a guy like Saquon or Zeke Elliott. When defenders see him running at them, like, when you're watching a Saquon, Zeke, or Chubb run, you see guys who try to tackle him who, like – don't believe in themselves. You know what I mean? Like these guys like try to stop them and don't believe that they can actually tackle. They don't tackle them with like conviction. You know what I mean? I don't blame them. I mean, Nick Chubb would probably paralyze me if I tried to tackle him. Like, yeah, I wouldn't survive it. Um, But he's just a monster. And I I think they got to feed him 20 plus carries. I I, I agree. I think so. For sure. I got, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be an interesting game tomorrow. Um, like like you said, I could see them just feeding Chubb and he could just run all over him. Yeah, so that's why I wouldn't want to put my own money on right. it. But um, I do like the Bengals decently enough to cover right. there. Um, but, yeah, just looking at these lines for next week, I mean, it's funny. These point totals are so high because last week was such a high-scoring week. Right. You would think the defenses would settle in a little bit. It seems like the defenses suffered more from the COVID break than the offenses. Right. Well, they were talking last week about a lot of defenders missing tackles and stuff like that. So I guess if they don't have that in-game tackling, then you know they're going to suffer a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We act like uh, offense is the thing that suffers from chemistry, like being a you know. Uh, being cut short by COVID, but like 
offense goes out there and they know what the play is. Like defense is reacting and communicating. Like that's a lot harder to do on shorter preparation, I think, than offenses. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. But I think these numbers out there reflect it this week. I mean, Detroit, Green Bay at 49, Dallas, Atlanta at 52 and a half. Those are some big right. numbers. Well, I mean, yeah. Green Bay did put up, what, 46 last week, though? Their yeah. offense is pretty damn good. I know. You know, I'm struggling with that, too, because I expected Minnesota to have a bad defense coming into the year. They lost a lot of starters. Um so I'm like in this tug of war is does Aaron Rodgers have a fire lit under him because they drafted Jordan Love? Is he is he coming into the season guns blazing right. or is Minnesota going to be really bad on defense? I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. I think um, I mean, their Minnesota's offense doesn't help their defense. So with uh, Cousins. Mm. Like, he's just – I still can't believe they signed him for that much money. Yeah. You know, that's a team that can only play from ahead. They can't really play from right. behind. Well, and they don't have digs um, anymore, too. I feel like he was a, a huge weapon for them. Yeah. I, I'm not too – I mean, that that's a team that feels like they're in decline right now. Um, I guess they locked up Cook. Um, but like you said – Kirk Cousins, you know, he's probably just not going to be a guy that's going to win you a Super Bowl, right. let alone get you right. there. Um, and I think that's what it all comes back to. I think their window of, of opportunity is going to close as long as they have – they still have a decent amount of talent, Thielen and Cook. But, right. you know, Cousins doesn't maximize it, I don't think. Yeah. So, what, what well, else do you like in next week? Cowboys-Falcons, that'll be an interesting game, I think. That's going to be the most fun game of the week, right? I mean... Yeah, I would think. I, that, that game could go either way, too. I feel like that's a pick type of game. Yeah, Cowboys are at home. That's going to be a, a great case study for um, the effect of home field without fans right now because right. that's a game where... If, Everything's normal. I think Cowboys win that because they're at home. You know, that's going to be 100,000 Dallas fans behind. Right. But like you said, if it's a neutral field, I feel like it's pick them. I mean, the spread's not much. It's Dallas is favored by four. So, yeah, that's another one I, I don't want to put my own money on. I, I right. would guess that Dallas is going to cover that number because right. I'm a believer in Dak in Dallas, like I said. Right. Um, Maybe I will. Maybe I will look at that number a little bit more. Come to think of it, because I, I, I like the Falcons. They're a fun team to watch, but I don't like them to win football games like almost ever. Right. That's one one thing actually. Real quick, back to last week with the Falcons. Yeah. Typical Julio Jones type of uh, type of game gets ton yeah. ton of receiving yards and a touchdown. Huge oh, fantasy man. killer <laughs> every year. I. L- I love it because I've never drafted Julio Jones. I've always loved it. Right. But um, I don't know why. I just never never ended up with him, never pulled the trigger on him. Um, but this year, for the very first time, I pulled the trigger on Calvin Ridley in two of my leagues. And I love Calvin yeah. Ridley. Um, I, think, I, I think he was available in our draft, and I was getting ready to pull the trigger on him. And I went with uh, – I think I went with Cooper Cup instead. But, you know, you can't go wrong. Pick your poison at yeah, that no. point. Those are they're all studs. Yeah. 
Um, Hindsight's twenty twenty, though, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just, I love uh, I love Ridley. I just love guys that like have his like you know body frame and size and just like run precision routes. Cup's kind of the same way, but right. like. They didn't really utilize yeah. him too much. They were uh, really hammering Robert Woods in that first game. Yeah. I, I think Robert Woods uh, – Goff seems to have favorites. Yeah. You know? uh, it was Cup for 10 games last year. Then it was Woods to finish out the season in Higby. Um, and I'll tell you what, I'd rather have my receiver end the year strong than start the year strong. So. Right. That's true. As long as he's healthy, no cause for concern. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at this. What yeah. other uh, big games, really? I mean, Steelers, obviously, for us, but. Seven and a half. Yeah, wow. it's huge. Vegas likes the Steelers right now. I they? mean, their defense looked freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, yeah, so that, that stands out um, because that's a big number. And obviously, we're interested. Bucks favored by nine. Um, that is pretty I big. was impressed with the Panthers. I was kind of impressed with the Panthers. Right. And they have a new head coach too. New a yeah. whole new coaching staff, I think. Right, even defensive yeah. coordinator. So yeah, and it's kind of a throwaway year. Um, you expect them to go like three and thirteen, four and twelve. But they weren't bad um, last year, though. They what? What were they? Eight and eight. Well, there? I think they're pretty bad last year. Um, I thought they were closer than that, but maybe I'm wrong. No, you. I, I I'd have to look it up, but. Either way, they hung with the Raiders blow for blow, um, who's a team that's supposed to be building toward a playoff run soon. Right. Um, and nine's a big number. I might like them to cover that. It might be like a backdoor cover, like they're losing by 13, and Teddy Bridgewater leads a garbage time drive, and they, you know, end up covering. Right. But uh, I could easily see that being the case. They were 5-11 and 11 last year. <laughs> For some yeah, reason, I, I thought mean, they won a lot more, but maybe it was just the bets that I took on them that they won. Yeah, hey, that's better. That's better than the truth either way, right. you know? <laughs> Take that every time. Oh, man. I mean, I don't want to look ahead to the primetime games yet because we're talking about some of the morning or afternoon games. But so to keep it to that, I guess uh, 49ers and Jets stick out because the 49ers are only favored by a touchdown. Right. It's weird to say only by a touchdown, right. but. They didn't look that I, – I mean, I didn't see much of their game, but they didn't look that great. Like, they didn't look right? like the 49ers kinda... from last year. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Traveling from West Coast to East Coast isn't easy. That's probably why they're only right. you know, seven to safe number. Um, Jets are bad. I mean, Jets are bad, though. Like, worst team in the league, yeah, bad, right? I would think so. And Le'Veon Bell's out, too. Not that he was doing much, but. Well, because, like, think about it. The teams we thought might be the worst in the league were Jets, Jags, and and Washington football right. team. And Jags and the Washington football team won. So. Yeah. That kind of leaves us with the Jets. Right. Um, speaking of the Jags, uh, Tennessee by nine, the Jags didn't look that bad. Yeah, I didn't think so either. That is a big number. Especially with how the Titans played last week. They're only one yeah. by two. The thing is, though, is I feel like Derrick Henry kind of owns the Jags. Um, he runs over them pretty often. Uh, 
I'm gonna. I'd have to ch- check on some stats to cite, cite my sources here, but uh, <laughs> I just. I. I don't know. I. I feel like uh, the Jags were pretty solid last week, and uh, you know, you think about Gardner Minshew. Is, is he? Uh, is he a franchise guy? I don't know. He's pretty streaky. He's like a. He is. He's like a. He's like a Fitzpatrick, but just a little bit more under control. I, I don't mind that. That's a, that's a decent comparison. I like that comparison. Yeah. Uh, and I, I will sign up for it as a football fan. I mean, I'm not a Jags fan or a Minshew fan per se, but right. he's fun to watch. I mean, I, I enjoy watching him. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Tennessee getting nine points. That's just a ton of points, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I do like Jacksonville. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself out of it. I think I like a, a bet like the Packers Lions, for instance, a little more. I think the Packers should probably handle the Lions pretty easily by right. six. Um, I mean, what they did to the Vikings was pretty nasty, and uh, Detroit is a terrible defense. Um, yeah, I had them last week. Yeah, I. I... <laughs> I didn't have a defense to pick up. I picked up too late. Well, that 19-team league, I mean, you've got limited right. options, you know? I struggled this week. I forget who I picked up. I think I picked up the Packers maybe this week. I like that pickup against the against Lions. Lions. I like yeah. it a little better than vice versa. Right. Um, you know, over under 49, so expect some points there. But uh, I think the Packers are going to take care of business. I think um, so, too. What else sticks out to you? Just any games from a viewing standpoint or from a betting standpoint? Uh, maybe from a betting standpoint, uh, the Bills-Dolphins, minus five and a half. I kind of mm-hmm. like the Bills there. Yeah. I can see them like, covering does that something about Right? And then, I mean, again, with the Dolphins and Fitzpatrick, I mean, you just never know what you're going to get. So, I would think yeah. the Bills' defense would handle him pretty well. You think so? Because Fitzpatrick's another streaky guy, and he looked bad week one, so you, you don't know if he could turn it around on a dime in one short right. week against a tougher defense. Right. Um, what are, I think Miami's going to be a wild card team all year. I think we might get a couple games from them that are total surprises, right. and they're going to disappoint a lot. But I think five and a half is like a number that I try to stay away from usually because it's like – well, a field goal is not going to do it. Even like a four-point, you know, 24-20 win isn't going to do it. But, I mean, that being said, I agree with your logic. Bills are five and a half points better than the Dolphins, right? right? I, I mean, I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. I the like only that. Other, another one, I mean, there's a, there's a, some big numbers for some of these spreads. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Eagles-Rams, that's a pick game, basically. Philly's favored by one. I think I would actually like the Rams there. Yeah, I I like that too. Um, so one thing I also like is player prop bets. Um, yeah. Like over under for passing yardage total for Jared Goff, I think will be interesting this week because uh, threw for quiet 275 yards last week. Didn't even seem like he did that much. Right. Um he's a guy that can throw 45 passes any given week if McVay's feeling that way. And I think the Eagles have a good D line. Um, 
So if, if Goff's over under for passing yardage is around 275 or if it's short of 300, that's probably something I'm going to look into right. or take. Sure yeah, I've, I've started to like the uh, player prop bets a lot more. Like Zeke was at, I think, over under 78 yards last week or something like that. But wow, I took yeah. that over. That was an easy one, I thought, personally. But um, another one that stands out is Vikings-Colts. Colts are favored by three. I'm, yeah, I don't understand that, right? Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. I think that's that another one. instance. Yeah, that's like a game where it should be a pick 'em, but Vegas is giving the Colts the three point advantage because it's like home field still, right. you know? Um, I mean, Philip Rivers, the good news and the bad news is that he looks like the same Philip Rivers we've always right. seen. He's good through three quarters and sucks in the fourth, right? right? So. You know, we'll see what kind of cushion they build. If they build a two-touchdown cushion, maybe they'll come out with a win. Right. And then, uh, I guess another one, Chiefs-Chargers, nine points for Kansas City. I could see them score – I could see them winning by 30. Right? (laughs) So. What's the catch here? Like, what what do they know that we do? I mean, the over-under is 47-and-a-half. Is that just Chiefs points? Like, right. that could just be the Chiefs point total. Like, Unless they just blow them out could... so bad in the first half that they don't even play their starters second half. I don't know. That's possible. And the Chargers maybe claw back and keep it close. Um, but it is division game. Um, so I guess, you know, Vegas doesn't like to set a, a double-digit favorite for a division game probably. Yeah. Um. Also, maybe Andy Reid keeps his foot on the gas a little because it's a division game. I don't know. I like the number. I, I like the Chiefs that that's number. A, yeah, that's one of the only big numbers I really like. Yeah, and uh, I kind of like the Ravens uh, giving seven to the uh, Texans. Um, not as much as like the Chiefs Chargers bet. Though. Right. Uh, Deshaun Watson's a tough quarterback to bet seven points right. against. I would probably stay away from that one, but if I had to pick, yeah. I would probably pick Ravens to score to win by more than seven for sure. But yeah, they're just uh, they're just a well-oiled machine at this point. You can't bet against them at, at any point, right? You know, um, I mean, look at these primetime games. I don't. I'm not in love with the Saints Raiders, but Pat Seahawks on Sunday night that is. Awesome. Yeah, that's gonna that's, that's that stood out to me more than the Saints Raiders for sure. Um, that that is that's gonna be a very interesting game. Seahawks look great. Patriots are still kind of figuring their stuff out. So, I mean this this uh, this is the first game I've seen on the schedule this year that's gonna shape the conversation for the rest of the season right off the bat. Um, yeah, the winner is a Super Bowl contender, right? Can you imagine if the Patriots beat the Seahawks at home? We're going to be sitting here saying, you know, this time next week we'll be sitting here saying the Patriots are not necessarily Super Bowl favorites, but they are Super Bowl contenders, major contenders. Right. I just don't Who see it. it. I actually like the Seahawks minus three and a half there. So do I. Yeah. But total agreement. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think the Patriots have enough. They played – the Dolphins too didn't look. I I don't think they looked overly spectacular. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, I will say that the Seahawks are a team that doesn't have the fear of Belichick like a lot of teams do. Right. Um, you know, we mentioned before the Eagles, they don't seem to be scared of the Patriots. The Seahawks have beaten the Patriots in a Super Bowl. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not going to be scared. Right. So I like the Seahawks uh, to win that game and probably to cover three and a half points as well. Um, I, I I will keep an eye on the Cam Newton bets because last week there was a bet um, Cam Newton to score two plus touchdowns, which means for him to run two plus touchdowns, right. um, plus 2,500. Oh, wow. Uh, so I smashed that for 10 bucks, uh, cashed out 250. Oh, I wish go. I would have done more. <laughs> Oh, dude, I felt so confident in this. I texted the bet to Ty um, because I was like, I was like, hey, this is a big number. Cam Newton's gotten two touchdowns rushing plenty of times in his career, right. you know? Yeah. And uh, I don't think he took the took the action on it, but uh, I was happy I did because Cam Newton looks, uh, he looks motivated. Yeah, he does. I, I'm still skeptical on his arm. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be something to keep an eye out the rest of the year. But, uh, I mean, he can still run, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I think his arm, that'll be something that um, by week 10, 12, whatever it is then, that's what it's probably going to be for the playoffs. Right. Um, so it'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on over the next two months of the season. Um and yeah, I think that team ultimately goes where Cam Newton takes them because, I mean, hey, if you think about it, you know, at this point, would you rather have Cam Newton as your quarterback or Tom Brady? I'm picking Tom, or uh, I'm sorry, I'm picking Cam Newton right now. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. It's, uh, after, I mean, after watching week one and how last year ended up, I, I, I would lean towards um, Cam Newton. But mm-hmm. it's tough to come back. I mean, he was, he was out a whole year, too. So that's, you know, I would expect yeah. him to only get better. So, yeah, I would be leaning yeah, towards I mean, Cam Newton, I think. I mean, how much fun is the AFC going to be this year, dude? We're going to have uh, Cam Newton in a Patriots uniform <laughs> uh, recovering from, you know, shoulder surgery or whatever, like chip on his shoulder. We're going to have Ben coming back from elbow surgery, leading the Steelers. Yeah. And then we're going to have the Ravens and Chiefs probably playing the best football out of anybody. Um, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is. I'm excited for it. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how things play out this next week, especially having really no knowledge of what was going to happen week one. So, Yeah. Dude, I, it's just such a good feeling to uh, – to see football on Sunday. Right. Like, I, I literally didn't think it was going to happen this year right. at all. Yeah. I th- Not to mention, we got game seven, the NBA playoffs on the next day after Monday night football. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a weird time to be alive, but it's interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's nice having sports back. There's no doubt. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting. So we'll see uh, how week two goes. And then, uh, Maybe we can hop back in and uh, recap that and yeah, keep this rolling. Same time, same yeah, place. I'm down with it.